0: Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today we have Sarah V with us. Sarah is a manifesting expert and an energy facilitator. She's also the best selling author of I Wish I'd Known and Let Your Inner Golden Sparkle Shine. And I know you're also writing another book, too. So
2: I am, which is going to be released this year as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, good. Well, Sarah, could you please um, tell us more about what it means to be a manifesting expert and and an energy facilitator and who you are?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for that, for that introduction. So I am a, I believe that I am a manifesting expert because I have been experiencing manifesting, manifesting in my own way on myself. And the reason why I call myself an expert is because I study energy. I study Mm -hmm. energy that we hold in our bodies. And I am 100% a believer that the only thing that is blocking us from manifesting whatever it is we want. It's not just about my financial flow or growing your business. It could just be manifesting a beautiful, calm, peaceful life. But what is stopping us is the energy that we're holding from those old ancestral stories that we hold in our bodies, in our seven chakras. So what I do is I help people learn how to release the energy so that they too can be manifesting experts and learn how to manifest not just for a short amount of time, but actually become it. One of Mm -hmm. my favorite quotes is your inner feeling that you're feeling inside is the magnet to the universe, whatever it is that you believe in, but it is the magnet to your manifestation. So even Mm -hmm. if you are, you know, saying what you want, you know in mm-hmm. your life but you're feeling something different universe um you know will match your inner frequency so mm-hmm. i help people to release old ancestral stories to reframe to help them to reparent their inner yeah. child which is a in another energy so that they too can be manifesting magnets So I, you know, I've done, you know, I think expertise comes when you've actually experienced it yourself. So I've, I've done all, I've used all these tools throughout my career, through my life. um, And they have, this is what has changed my life in a very dramatic way.
0: Oh, there's so much I want to dive into here because it's all, it's all such good stuff that I don't think is uh, that goes below the surface. So I don't think it's as talked about when we talk about manifestation is how everybody's using that term right now, Yes. but it's so important that you said that you mentioned our ancestral stories and inner child. Could you dive into those two topics a bit more for us?
2: absolutely so in my book i wish i'd known chapter 2 i believe mm-hmm. is kind of the epigenetics of um you know ancestral pain and trauma mm-hmm. and one of the amazing facts that i dug up or researched was that we actually hold on to three generations of unhealed pain and trauma in our dna in our mm-hmm. cells so not only are we holding on to the energy you know that we've experienced as children but we hold on to the unhealed pain and trauma from our parents from our grandparents um and not to go too much into the detail of it but it is scientifically <laughs> proven that we can hold on energetically to these patterns that don't even belong to us, and we mm-hmm. wonder why it is so difficult for us to, um, you know, manifest whatever it is that we desire in our life. Because energy, you know, like attracts like, mm-hmm. so if we're holding on to pain that maybe our mother or my or your father has, you know, had, um, it's it's even more difficult. To kind of allow what we want to come in because it's it's like this, you know, like it, it it the 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 what we want kind of bounces off this block that we're feeling inside. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like blown away when I was doing this research. You know, there was research of, um, you know, um, descendants from the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and even though these great grandchildren or grandchildren never experienced, of course, the Holocaust. They still had inner. They were still triggered by things that used to trigger um, their grandparents. You know, when they actually went through it, because they hadn't healed it, mm-hmm. so that they passed that on to the next generation. I, I was, I was, I was just fascinated, and it just made so much sense because my family is English, um, or my mother was, and I held on to so much of her energy and, you know, her energy was, you know, she didn't believe in herself. She thought she was a failure. She, um, uh, you know, she didn't think that she could make any money. And for years, I could not understand why I could not make my own money, believe in my purpose or, you know, believe in myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, and I didn't even experience that, but I was holding on to her unhealed pain and trauma because the English basically heal themselves through a cup of tea. You know, you don't, (laughs) you don't talk about, you don't talk about this. You don't, you know, my, my, my mother bless her, love her, but she would say to me, oh, sir, don't be silly. Just have some tea. Just because it was like, take it outside. So mm-hmm. this is how she healed herself. But meanwhile, remember our thoughts create the energy that we hold inside of us. So that, that's what I picked up. And you can, you can actually pick this up in the womb of, of this energy that we, that they have, un, they haven't healed. It's fascinating to me. I can talk oh. about, it say, but, well,
0: <laughs> but I same know here. Yeah. well, so let's, let's keep going for the time we have to talk about it because there is uh so much that i don't think is understood about that and maybe maybe we can make it a bit more clear for those that are like this is an introduction to them uh mm-hmm. what does that end up uh what is that experience like for somebody when they when they start to release that
2: I mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about myself because everybody has a, a different experience. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was as if somebody turned a light on and this flood of all the things that actually were supposed to happen in my life started to open up. It was like, like I could, I'm perhaps a good way of um, a good analogy is just kind of the floodgates just suddenly opened. You know, Mm -hmm. my business was clear uh, the way that, you know, all the financial flow was like so abundant. My business just felt like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to be going. That's Mm -hmm. what I, this is what that was supposed to be. You know, relationships changed. I, I left a, a 32 year marriage and, you know, very happily we're both, you know, very good friends, but suddenly like, Oh, I get it. You Mm -hmm. know, I, it was as if I kind of let go of something in order to make room for what was actually supposed to come to me. And, you know, I loved, I mean, I have four children, um, all grown and, I, I know that that part of my life was there, but what I did was, is I took the ancestral patterning of not believing in myself, not, not that staying at home with your, I was a stay at home mom. I raised four children, but the whole time I was thinking to myself that I was a failure because and I, you know, I had a great life. I had everything, but I had that ancestral energy from my mother. And mm-hmm. when I, when I, and, and, you know, my, my husband and I, I call him my husband, Um, and I, <laughs> when we started to build a life together, I still had this energy that I didn't speak up for myself. I had a terrible relationship with finances. Um, I never thought I did anything right. You know, it was just, mm-hmm. and I, oh, my, my favorite one is that I was a dabbler. Like I never mm-hmm finished anything because mm-hmm. if i finished and i failed at it i would not be loved there was a condition to it yeah so i just dabbled in things i didn't believe in myself i didn't do anything you know out of the ordinary um but there was just something that was like this doesn't feel right so for 32 years I mean, there was probably moments I, I felt normal, but for 32 years, I felt out of alignment. And as soon as mm-hmm. I let go of something, it was, that was when the, the floodgates of my true self just like opened to everything that I always wanted. And it was because I cleared the channel of energy that mm-hmm. I was holding onto from my mother, from then my belief as a child, because she taught me how to identify with myself and believe. And it was, it was, it was like somebody turned the light on to me. And now that
0: That analogy is so spot on. Um, so then when the light comes on, are you like, Oh shit. Now yeah. I can't unsee this. <laughs>
2: now now it's like okay hold on hold on hold on hold on because yeah. all these things are you know coming in yeah. you know all at the same time. I mean of course you, you know there's always going to be the place where you keep healing and you keep opening and you keep um you know reparenting that inner child but all of a sudden all the things that I've always wanted are here like they're they're at my fingertips. I can do whatever I want with them now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that is really about really believing in it, believing in yourself. Um, So, so yeah.
0: So now that you're at this place, what was it? I want to go back a bit leading up to that. Mm -hmm. What could you explain a bit more about what it felt like and then Aside from the energetics of that shift, what was it like practically to then shift from I couldn't do the things and now I can?
2: How to how I practically shifted? I'm I'm so so explain what what do you mean?
0: So I I think what I'm really looking for is aside from the feeling of shifting, what actions changed? What did it look oh, like for you oh, to okay. begin? And- right.
2: So I was taking bigger chances. I was experiencing bigger things. Like I am a keynote speaker now um, on stage in, in March, I'm leading, you know, um, retreats at five-star hotels. I am taking more chances. I'm investing in myself. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not putting my head in the sand when it comes to money. I'm working with all these financial advisors and, you know, I would feel very, intimidated by anybody in like a suit and tie. And, you know, um, so I I think the, the actions that I that I'm taking now are massive, like, I would never have ever thought that my book would be on the Times Square billboard, which it was in October in 2022. Like, yeah. did you tell me that five years ago, that this is where I am now. There be no that I would never have believed what is happening to me now, so okay. I think that my actions now. I don't want to go talk about what I do at libraries. I want to be on stages at, um, you know, I at my keynote speaking event. You know, there's over four thousand people that are going to be there. There's going, you know, I want you know, bigger things now. And, you know, I've, I've really expanded the things that I believe that I can do now. So I'm taking bigger and it, does it feel scary sometimes? Like I, I share with you that I just want to, you know, go and hide. Yeah. But, but the more uncomfortable we feel, the more growth there is in, you know, in our businesses, in Mm -hmm. relationships or whatever, but I I my actions are massive now. Like I there's nothing that I'm really afraid of doing.
0: Oh well, it's interesting that you say it's uncomfortable still because uncomfortable is always the place where we meet like our next opportunity where we can actually then grow. And so the level of uncomfort for you is, I'm assuming, yeah, and, different.
2: and yes. And I would have to say too is that you know most people do what i'm doing when they're in their 30s i'm yeah. i i call myself 55 not 59 so but i'm 55 and i'm starting my life the way that I, that a lot of people are doing it in their 30s but is it scary at my age yeah because most people think you know you after the age of 55 you kind of go into like a 55 and older um you know, apartment complex or whatever. And I'm like, like, I'm so hungry for this new part of my life. So, you know, I'm kind of out of the norm of what is thought of as society. You know, we kind of write off people that are, you know, over the age of 55, well, I'm going to, I'm determined to, you know, change that whole narrative of how people see women, especially over the age of 55. Like I want, I'm, I'm doing a, A a a photo shoot down in um, Miami next week, and I'm going to be in my a a bathing suit, and it's just like, like, you know. But I want to change the whole narrative of how society looks at women, especially that are that are you know over that that specific age.
0: (laughs) Well, it seems as if because the light has turned on, and Mm -hmm. to a greater degree, that now you can see these opportunities to do bigger things like that. it isn't just that, um, the light shows all the shit or that (laughs) it makes things obvious that you didn't know that you had to deal with it then highlights. Here's the path through there's bigger things there.
2: Exactly. But I never, but, but the, the, the key is to believe that it's possible. So there's, there's an amazing um, practice that I've used over and over again, and it's called future pacing. And what future pacing is, is creating a, a vision, like when you're in meditation or whatever you do is actually see yourself doing whatever it is that you're doing already. Mm -hmm. So what you're, you're stepping into the, you're not going into the future, you're stepping into the future energy. So Mm -hmm. that's what you become. So, you know, my vision was to like, you know, expand, like being on stages, being on news channels, um, you know, being interviewed, um, various places, um, leading these retreats. So I actually saw myself as if it was happening. And so what I'm doing is I'm actually creating the energy of what I actually want as if it's already happening, if that makes sense. So it's future pacing and it's, it is a fabulous way to create the energy that you, you want before it actually happens.
0: Okay. So say somebody hears this and they go, okay, I want to try that. And they, they um, imagine it, they see it in their mind's eye, but they can't, they can't feel it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the key. What? Yes. So (laughs) how do they unlock that key?
2: So, and and it's not going to happen by you just closing your eyes one time and it just suddenly you start feeling it. You have to believe that it's possible so that you can become the energy so and it's a practice over I mean I did it over and over I call it envisioning um I do it every morning you know if there's something that I want then I I actually just see myself on that stage well how would I feel I'd be so empowered and I would be speaking to all these people and you just create the whole story yeah. And then in, in, if you practice over and over and over, see people, people just want like a short, oh, if I do it one time, well, how come it's not working or how, you know, I'll do it one time every two weeks. And no, we've got to be consistent over and over again so that you train the pathways in your brain to actually believe that it's happening now. You can trick your brain to think that you're actually doing something that you're not yeah. You know, we can easily train our brain to think that we can't do something and we can do the opposite of Mm -hmm. teaching your brain that you can, you can actually do that. But because we're defaulting to back to those old ancestral patterns that haven't been healed, that's where we default to. Mm -hmm. Whereas future pacing has, that was one practice other than healing my inner child has been so powerful to me to change the energy inside of me. And now, you know, any, anything is possible.
0: Uh, I think you touched on something so important that I just want to make sure we highlight. And if I'm going to paraphrase, so correct me if I, if, if I need correction with this, but it's, you need to be consistent and persistent with this. Yes, It isn't just, like you said, you just imagine and it, it is, this is like an exercise. It's like working out a muscle.
2: It's exactly. Thank you. Yes, exactly. So we go to the gym mm-hmm. to work muscles. We don't go to the gym one time. Like, how come I'm not getting bigger? You right. got, you have to be consistent since and you know, your brain is a muscle. Mm-hmm. It is. I think it is. Um, But it is, it is it's something that we have to retrain because there are neuropathways in your, in your brain. You, all these, all these pathways in your brain are connected to this identity that you think you are. So you have to take the time to reroute and reestablish those neuropathways in our brain. And if you're consistently saying, which I used to say like, Oh, I can't do that. Like, There's no way I'm not doing that Mm -hmm. because there was this fear that I was going to fail. So I have taken this, I have, I have invested in myself. I've trained with so many, um, other energy facilitators also with my mentors, you know, writing my books. I have, I have invested so much in learning about how to do it. You can't do this work alone. There's no, absolutely no, you can think you can, but you can.
0: No. Well, for those who are going, okay, I need to do this work. And they're, they're going, okay, Sarah, where are you? What do I do? How do I do this? Mm -hmm. What do they do? Where do they go?
2: So, you know, first, first you, you get to be aware of what it is that you want. First, we have to make a clear plan, right? So then, you know, if, if, if it would be me, if you, if I was facilitating somebody's energy, there are practices that I would show them how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can go to my, I think the first thing and, you know, hopefully everybody can afford it is my book. Like Mm -hmm. I give you practices. I give you 10, 10, practices that you can actually start to to shift this energy. And in my book I wish I'd known mm-hmm. is how to do it. Um, so that that can be that portal. it's called books.svvie.com and you can just kind of read about it. It's all over, it's all over Amazon, Barnes and Noble, bookstores. Um, You can, you can buy it through my website, but it gives you the, the steps that I have used and what my stories were and what they are now. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's the, where I was to where I am now story in as a, as a human being. Um, And everything has helped me to become, um, you know, who I am today.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you are who you are today because you showed up for yourself. You- because
2: I, and I and I was consistent and I was impeccable to my word. If I say I was gonna do it, I'm gonna do it.
0: Exactly. Well, this has been an amazing conversation and I could talk, <laughs> I could I talk mean, so, I could, so much longer than a three-hour it. show as You're far right. like- as yeah. <laughs> I need to change my platform. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh well, Sarah, you mentioned a few links but could we review go back and just drop them here at the end of the episode of where people can find you and yes. um, how they can work with you.
2: Yes, yeah, so com is my book. Um and just saravi s a r a h v i e.com is um just my regular website you can read more there's ways of of, of booking a um a 30 minute session with me. Um, there, there's just so many ways. Um, and then, uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, Sarah underscore V V I E underscore LLC on Instagram. And then Sarah V on Facebook, I'm always posting things. There's a, I have a free manifesting circle, that I I teach every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Hopefully people aren't hung over, but they can come in in their pajamas. I've had people come in with coffee and that is a free... um, that is, that is free. And there's a link in my Instagram bio, um, that the, anybody can join it's and we meet every Sunday, we've been doing that now for about a year and a half. And it's, it's just kind of, it's about healing. There's no nothing. I don't sell anything there. It is just me showing up every Sunday morning at nine o'clock and helping people with things that are, you know, blocking them. Usually I don't want to call it healing because that's, right you know, but if there's manifesting, that's what you get after we heal. So that's also something that they can, they can, anybody can join.
0: Oh, beautiful. That's a lovely offering. Thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for giving of your time, your energy, just and just so your welcome. wisdom. Yeah. Yes. You're pleasure. so
2: welcome. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome.